Now, in that other news from throughout this morning, we know that presentations at the Alice Springs Hospital increased from 850 cases in the second quarter of 2022 to nearly 1,300 by the fourth quarter, during which time Stronger Futures legislation ended. Uh, on top of that, we know over the weekend, a doctor revealed the horrifying, confronting, demoralised uh, way that staff are feeling at the Alice Springs Hospital as they tried to deal with extreme alcohol fueled violence and uh, what's been described as parental neglect in Central Australia. Um, one doctor had spoken to Sky News, as I've mentioned throughout this week, uh, on the condition of, of being anonymous and uh, telling Matt Cunningham that the hospital had treated some horrendous situations. We also know that nurse uh, Rachel Hale, former nurse, has spoken nationally about some further horrendous situations, as we've just touched on with Jacinta Price. But joining me on the line right now is the head of the AMA, the Australian Medical Association here in the Northern Territory, Dr Robert Parker. Good morning to you, Dr Parker. Morning, Katie. Dr Parker, what are you hearing on the ground in Alice Springs at the moment out of the hospital? Well, pretty much what Cunningham reported, um, that there's, you know, really bad situations going on in the ED because of the amount of alcohol-related trauma. Um, so it's obviously very distressing for the people attending the ED. It's also very distressing for staff. And as pointed out, you know, the um, uh, we're hearing it's very difficult now to recruit junior nursing and junior medical staff to the hospital because people are being, the junior staff are being made more and more aware on their social media links about how difficult the working conditions are. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it's proved a significant problem in recruiting uh, young doctors and nurses to come to the centre because of what they, you know, potentially will experience. And I guess, you know, it's one thing to be treating patients and, and you know, to and to be experiencing some of the horrifying, uh, you know, conditions that you will be dealing with with patients, but then it is another as well to, to on top of that, um, be having to grapple with, with assaults and, and with, with your own staff being in dangerous situations. That's exactly right. I mean, the government, to its credit, and following all these revelations, have set up a transport service for staff to make sure that they're able to safely transit from their accommodation in Alice Springs to hospital and back home again. So that's been one good thing that's occurred from this. And hopefully there'll be more security staff on site to protect staff and patients from aggressive, abusive individuals. Well, there really needs to be. I mean, we spoke to Kath Hatcher yesterday from the Nursing and Midwifery Union. She had said that she was aware of uh, of a nurse being set upon by up to sort of 15 youths um, at, at one point. Uh, she also said it was her understanding that that a doctor had been sexually assaulted. Dr Parker, what, what is your understanding of that situation? Well, again, it's just, it's, Chaos, you know, the... Um, I mean, we did tell the Chief Minister six months ago this was going to occur, and I actually did give her information about population-based issues of alcohol from North Queensland that, you know, showed her this was the future. Um, but we were told human rights supervenes um, the damage in communities, and that obviously, as I pointed out at the time, the human rights of belligerent drunks over- overwhelms the, the, the desperate human rights of the women and children that they abuse. So, you know, it, it's... Um, uh, unfortunately, the, the human rights mob, and, and, and there's nothing critical in this, they all live in suburbs like Marrickville, Carlton and whatever, um, have got no concept of the population-based problems of alcohol in Indigenous communities. And that's why I gave the, the Chief Minister material from North Queensland that showed 
you know, the desperate situation resulting from the introduction of licensed clubs there in the 80s and the massive impact it's had on physical and mental health outcomes in those communities. Um, and when we, we told her this was going to happen. We told her this was the future, what was happening now. So, you know, and, and, and it wasn't just AMA. It was also um, Aboriginal health organisations were very yeah. clear about their major concerns about this. So she was very aware, very well aware of this, what's happening now, six months ago. Look, I interviewed her on Monday and I asked her then who she's consulting with, you know, when it comes to, to moving forward with alcohol uh, restrictions and whether they're going to have a ballot in Central Australia for the town camps to determine whether they should be able to have alcohol or not. Uh, I'd asked her who she'd consulted with and she'd said that they'd been consulting with the, the Tunganjira uh, Town Council, which is fair enough. But I can't understand why that consultation is not also happening with the likes of the AMA, with the likes of Congress, with the likes of uh, of AMSANT, you know, all of the other groups as well who are on the front line uh, trying to assist and, and trying to do the right thing by the community as things decline. Well, I think those consultations occurred six months ago, as I mentioned, and now she's trying to mop up the mess that's occurred because our, our good advice was ignored. And people seem frustrated. I mean, Rob, you sound frustrated. Everybody seems frustrated because it seems like you all knew what was coming and weren't being listened to. That's correct. Yeah, we, we, we told her the future um, and that's, the future's happened as we predicted. Dr Parker, just having a look at these stats, so we understand that there's been a 50% increase in alcohol-related presentation to ED in Alice Springs. That's according to a report by Matt Garrick uh, on the ABC. What's your response to that? You're probably not overly surprised. No, no, well, that is the future we predicted. We told her there'd be massive increases in alcohol-related trauma, but it's really the tip of the iceberg because we're looking at all the damaged women and children you know, which is probably a much greater amount, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it's almost like the tip of the iceberg with the bottom of the iceberg being a lots of massive amounts of traumatised women and children um, and damage both physically and mentally, yeah. which is obviously going to be a future major impact on the health system when they turn up with their own substance abuse, stroke mental health issues in years to come, mm-hmm. you know, so um, it really only is the tip of the iceberg. Dr Parker, I also, um, it was confirmed on Monday by the Chief Minister that hand sanitizers had been, uh, will have been labelled an issue. They've had to be hidden away in Alice Springs, taken off the, the public floor. Well, that's right. When someone's desperate to get alcohol, they'll use anything available, you know, such as food colouring and other issues. You know, when people, people who are desperate to get an alcoholic hit will drink anything that's got it in it, you know, which is why methylated spirits has to be has to be kept behind the counters in most supermarkets so mm. that people don't can't get metho. You know, it's it's um it's a pretty desperate situation. Yeah, Dr. Parker, what do you think needs to happen? Well, I think we need to get some. I think the opt-in where communities have to actually make a decision to have alcohol in their community and justify it is really what needs to happen, rather than the opt-out thing. Where you know, because the problem is that bullying and intimidation is very much part of any intimidation in part of any uh, community consultation. Mm. But the people who've got a vested interest in alcohol usually try and intimidate and, and bully the other members to make sure that they get a vote in their favour. So we really need the, I suppose, what the government has set up in the Liquor Commission with with benchmarks for, for working out whether the community will have alcohol or not in terms of community harm, community benefit. And that really needs to apply to all the camps. Mm. So it really needs to be an application for alcohol to those areas based on the benchmarks the government's already established.
Dr Parker, just in closing, um, from your perspective at this point, is the Alice Springs Hospital a safe place to work right now? Well, again, with the additional security staff that I understand are being employed and the transit that the the government's organised, I think it's much safer than it was a week ago. Well, that is good. I'm pl- like I am really pleased to hear that there has at least been that immediate action, and I do, you know, really hope that uh, that things improve the health of of Territorians, particularly, you know, as you've touched on women and children in Alice Springs. That's right. I mean, I'm always been concerned about the invisible and or less visible victims of this community alcohol issue that I was informing the Chief Minister about six months ago. Mm. Dr. Robert Parker, I always appreciate your time. Thanks very much for joining us for the for the first time for 2023. No doubt we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, all the best for you, Katie. And Thank your you. Listeners for Thank you. Ahead. Okay. Thanks, Dr. Parker.